Welcome to the first official episode of Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor and this week's guest is a baby wearer, an attorney, someone who pretends to be my twin sometimes, and my mailman. Hello, Reem. Hi. <laughs> Did you like your introduction? I like how baby wearer was number one. It Was it number one? I, I think so. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking of like how I would introduce you. Did I even say that you were my sister? No. <laughs> you didn't, but everybody, I'm her sister. Yeah, sometimes we pretend to be twins. Like, check this out. On the count of three, when's our birthday? One, two, three. March, March 31st. 31st. <laughs> That's my birthday. Also, this is probably very confusing for you because I think that Reem and I sound exactly the same. So this is Noor speaking. And this is Reemy. So Reem is a little more, how do I say this, annoying, squeaky, <laughs> maybe you want to be violent towards her. Just don't say my name. <laughs> um, she really doesn't like when people say her name. So anyway, You Reem, said it like five times. Reem, welcome to the first episode. I was like, oh, like who should I have as my first guest? And I was like, it has to be Reem because like... I'm the best. I wouldn't say that you're the best. <laughs> But, like, you're, like... The coolest. You're definitely the coolest. The most fashionable. Um, I mean, I guess. I dress really nice, guys. She wears, like, these things called dwell in slumber that you can, like, sleep and wear them out. And actually, now I'm realizing that she's wearing it right now. I'm wearing them all the time. And if you know someone who's, like, a mom or, like, has kids, which I guess is just another way of saying a mom... And they're into <laughs> slumber. It's so weird. You are people who aren't moms have kids. <laughs> like dads. Whoa. Wow, that was really insightful. Also, Reem has never listened to a podcast before today. So no, I, I listened to one today. Yeah. So I told her, I was like, oh, I was telling her about, like, yeah, I'll come over. We're going to record the podcast. And she was like... Oh, so, like, is it going to be live? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, we're going to be, like, recording it. And it's going to just be, like, streaming live. And I was like, absolutely not. That's not what's happening. And then she was like, oh, it's going to be, like, they're going to be watching us, like, video. And I was like, no, it's just. And then I realized she'd never listened to a podcast. So I made her listen to Fat Mascara. Yeah. And she said that she couldn't listen to it after three minutes, which is ridiculous. No, I made ten minutes on that one. And then another one was three minutes. It's, like, my favorite podcast in the world. I don't know how you can ever listen to podcasts. I guess they weren't interviewing someone in that one particular episode, the Valentine's Day one. So they actually always interview someone, but they like usually um, just do like an intro together, and then they bring on their host. I mean, they seem like really nice people. (laughs) I'm be honest with you; you're getting really defensive, and I feel like you hate them. No, I don't. I I don't hate anyone. Whoa. Okay. Um. So I have like a little list here of like topics so we can like stay like kind of on track. And she won't tell me what they are. No. What? Like I'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about. It's going to remove the element of surprise and fun. Like I don't want you to be like scripted. Okay. Um, so I want to talk to you about your career. Like why did you decide to become an attorney? Stop. She's being all darty eyed and looking around. Like, why did you decide to become an attorney? Talk to me about, like, your, your career path and, and all that bullshit. You can talk now. Um, so, when I was, like, a small child, I wanted to be an attorney because I just, like, wanted to give, like, closing arguments and, like, persuade persuade people to, like, think what I thought so you and, to be a tyrant and agree with me. And so, I started, like, just, like, as a little kid – like, I would, you know, take my mom's scarves and make, like, little, like, work outfits out of them and then, like, get on the treadmill because it was, like, my podium. And I would give, like, speeches and things like that. And I just really loved doing it. And I would just give speeches to, like, anyone who would listen to me. And so... mainly me, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> I would be the person listening. Well, we would sometimes give speeches. I would give speeches, but sometimes we would also do, like, ballroom dancing. We did. We did competitive fake ballroom dancing in our living room. And my parents would be the judges, and we always won. Anyways, and so um, I just really wanted to help people, and that was the best way I could figure out how I could. To be completely honest with you, 
so really quick backstory areem and i worked at the same office for like a duration of time and before i worked with her i didn't know what she did like she would say that she was a prosecutor but like that meant nothing to me and like until i worked there i did not know what a prosecutor did um and it just made me think of a prostitute which delighted me <laughs> because it was funny to think that you were a prostitute um i mean i could have been you could have you could have been if I, if I wanted, if I want, no, no, I mean, you just wear pajamas out. I could still be a prostitute if I wanted fine, to. Fine. You can be a prostitute if you want to, like, whatever. But, like, I didn't know what a prosecutor was, so, like, why don't you explain, like, what a prosecutor does? So, I just want to clarify that I'm not a prosecutor currently. No, no, no she's not. No, um, she's a prostitute. But... <laughs> um, that's just on my, like, 10-year goal list. Um, anyways, Pro- so... Being a prostitute? Yeah. Um, so... Anyways, um, a prosecutor is basically, well, like, uh, well, before that, like, I really wanted to be a defense attorney. Like, my whole life, like, growing up, I thought all these, like, innocent people went to prison all the time for crimes that they didn't commit. And, like, the government just, like, is, like, trying to, like, ruin people's families and all of this stuff that basically society tells you. And then I became a defense attorney and I was, or I interned as a defense attorney all through law school, um, doing different types of defense, like private criminal defense, juvenile, um, delinquency defense work. And I realized that like, these people are actually guilty of the crimes that they're being charged with. I mean, they're not always guilty. No, like, not like all the time. But if it's getting to the point yeah. that they're like in a courtroom, yeah. like they committed a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like a very, 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 very rare situation because there's so many checks and balances in place to make sure that like innocent people aren't being charged with crimes. Yeah. And I didn't understand that before I went to law school. And then I realized that, I didn't want to defend those people because I want to live in a safe community. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to become a prosecutor and a prosecutor is basically someone who represents the state and follows the law and makes sure that people follow the law. And (laughs) if they don't follow the law, then there are consequences. Um, and that could vary. Every single circumstance is different. And so, um, so, like, she doesn't, like, have, like, so when she was a prosecutor, it's not like she, like, had, like, a client. Like, she represented the state of Florida. And I feel like that was the number one thing that confused me about being a prosecutor. Because, like, you think of an attorney and you think of, like, oh, they have a client. She didn't really, like, have a client. Most of your cases had victims because um, towards the end of her being a prosecutor, she was in the special victims unit, like, the dun dun special victims unit wait can you do sound effects on podcasts you can but i'm not going to so i'm just gonna go done done okay yeah yeah um but yeah so she had like victims in cases which i feel like you treated them like clients well i mean like yeah so like you you really represent like the community yeah so you know you a prosecutor is someone who is standing up for everyone in the community Mm -hmm. And representing them to say, hey, like, you committed this crime and now you have to be held accountable for it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always try to remain as, you know, neutral when I would get a case without making any sort of like preconceived notions that something did or did not happen until I found out all the evidence. And so, you know, a case would come in and just because someone was arrested doesn't mean that they are guilty of a crime or that they committed a crime or that I can charge them or that I have enough evidence to charge them. So it'd come in. And I would look at it and I'd meet with the victim. And, you know, the reason why they're not our clients is because sometimes, you know, I'm not charging a case just because the victim says something happened. Um, And so I'm not necessarily advocating for that person um, in every single situation, Mm -hmm. which is why they're not like our actual clients. But once we kind of move through that threshold where it's like, okay, you are the victim of a crime. We do have enough evidence to prove this. This did happen. Mm -hmm. Then I start advocating for that person. I start advocating for that person as a representative of the community and to make sure that the person who committed this crime towards them is being held accountable. And really, I mean, that's what a prosecutor essentially does, but it's really fun because you get to like 
good trial. Yeah, and is really adorable in court when she's in trial because she's really short. She's like, what are you like five feet tall? I'm five foot one. Okay, she's five, five foot, foot one three quarters. She's five foot one and three quarters. And like, like if the judge calls like the defense counsel and her to the bench, like she's like has to like stand on her tippy toes even with heels on and like pops her head up and is like. Hey, I'm here too. Well, normally I'm like, if I wear heels to court, like I can see the judge over the bench. Yeah, seeing the judge is really But uh, like sometimes like if you're pregnant or something, Mm -hmm. like you can't wear heels all the time. I mean, I know some pregnant people do, but like I wasn't that kind of pregnant person. Like I was like the like throwing up all the time sick pregnant person. Wow. And so I didn't want to wear heels and I didn't. And honestly, like I was just an adorable little pregnant person. So she was an adorable. No one cared that I couldn't see over the podium. No one cared. It's true. Her belly was like so perfectly round that like it looked like she had like a basketball. Um, so like what's interesting about Reem is like if someone met her now and had never met her before, they'd be like, oh my God, she was just like born to be a mom. Like she's like, oh, like loves her boys. Like she has two sons. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you've definitely seen them. I'm like obsessed with them, Dean and Amin. And yeah, it's funny to me because Reem, her whole life was like, I'm never fucking having kids. This is true. She like literally was like adamant. Like, like we had a pact. Oh, yes. We, we had a me. really fucked up pact. Like, I kind of forgot about this. This is horrible. But it actually was like a long ongoing pact, like at least a decade. Yeah, we had a pact that if I got pregnant, Nora would push me down the stairs. Yeah, that was our pact. Why would you It's really fucked up. I Why mean, would you ask me to do that? I mean... Sometimes you have to make sacrifices for the people you love, okay? Whoa. Um, so luckily she got pregnant and did not want me to push her down a flight of stairs. And it wasn't an accident, guys. No. I didn't get pregnant on accident. No, she planned it. I just like my views of life changed. Like that happens sometimes. Like sometimes you're like living your life How and you're long like have you been married for before you decided to have a kid? Um six years? Set five years? Six years? Six years, I think. Yeah. Um, And sometimes, like, and then I just always, like, thought my career was, like, my number one priority. mm -hmm. And then I realized that I didn't want – not that it wasn't my number one priority, but I really wanted something more than that. Um, And so I decided to have a kid, and then I was just going to have one, and I was like, I'm only going to have one kid. It's only one kid. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, ugh, I'm going to have another kid. But this is the last one. Yeah, 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 yeah. she had Deanie Boo and she's like, that's it. I'm done. Like, Dean, that's it. It's gonna and be then, guys, change. surprise, I'm pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how you announced your pregnancy? Hey, guys, exclusive Arab American psycho. Um, I'm fucking pregnant. Yeah. It's not even my husband's baby. <laughs> Because I'm a prostitute, remember? <laughs> because I'm a prostitute. <laughs> so I actually, I don't even know. Wait, are you you're sure you're not pregnant? <laughs> um, She's thinking about it. I wouldn't say sure. Yowza. Because, like, if anyone knows anything about, like, after you have a baby, like, you don't get your period for, like, a thousand years. I didn't. Wait, I thought you got your period after you have a baby for, like, a thousand years. You do get your period. No, that's not true. What, you're, like, bleeding? You're hemorrhaging? You bleed, like, for, like, 40 days. Disgusting. And it, But it's not, like, a period, I don't think considered okay but i don't know i mean gross. maybe i don't know I mean, ask a doctor guess, like, not gross but like still kind of gross and then you don't get your period for like a really long time so like it's really hard to know if you're pregnant or not because like <laughs> how do you know i mean <laughs> i don't know well um so i think we i think i might have worried dream <laughs> a little bit she's starting to seem a little nervous just make sure you don't get wasted well and the other weird thing is is after you after you have a baby you get this thing called like phantom kicks excuse me yeah phantom kicks like so ghost baby is inside of you yeah so Shut like fuck up. so you know how like your That's baby was thing. kicking you yes it's a real thing so i get phantom kicks still all the time <laughs> so i'm just like fuck i haven't gotten my period in like two years and i have like a full-grown baby kicking me right now <laughs> but like i'm not pregnant guys because I'm Whoa. so skinny. Um, also, yeah, Reem is really skinny. She, like, lost, like, a shit ton of weight after she had a baby. And Nancy Anderson Fitness. Reem, you can't just, like, be promoted. Who the fuck is Nancy? She's... She's not paying me, okay? 30 days slim down. Normal fitness. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so... Um, 
so we were talking about you being a sex crimes prosecutor and then you quit working at the state attorney's office and now you are <laughs> why are you looking at me like you don't know what i do i i i want to say you're a detective <laughs> I know that that's not investigator. You're, yeah, she's a Title IX investigator. Yeah, I'm an investigator. But I like to think that she's like a detective like, walking honestly, around with a magnifying glass. I really wish that I could be a detective with like a little hat, Ugh, like a wait, fedora, and what like if a we pipe. Were detectives. Um, I have a pipe. I could ha- I could have that pipe in my mouth and wear a yeah. hat and then go like yeah solve a crime. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. So yeah. So now I work at UCF. And University of Central Florida, where we both went to um, undergrad. undergrad. And my mom went there, and my niece goes there. She's going to be a third-generation night. Go Knights. <laughs> wow. Um, and I really love their colors. It's, like, black and gold. It's but really her favorite. I really wish it was, like, a true gold, because then I would be able to oh more God, easily get gold-colored desserts. <laughs> shut up. Um, and, like, a true gold. But apparently UCF gold is, like, yellow gold. So like all gold. the local places are, like... We only no have UCF. No about your bakery issues. Anyways, you're a Title IX investigator. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Okay. Detective. So I just dropped. Oh, her glasses just fell off of her face. I don't even know how that happened. I'm blind. Um, and so I basically, like, if someone um, files a complaint saying that they were discriminated against based on sex, harassed, sexually assaulted wait uh, discriminated against based on sex not based off of like race or like anything else. well our office handles like other type of protected gotcha, gotcha, classes gotcha. but, like, but i specifically okay, gotcha, gotcha. handle the See, sex again, space i don't know what the fuck she does ones like, i don't know what she does so like if someone were to you know not pay you equally like your male counterparts because you're female or if you're sexually assaulted by someone who is a student or an employee at the university um, or relationship violence, stalking, things like that. I handle those cases. Um, I investigate them. I'm neutral. I don't represent anyone. I just follow the facts. What happens, happens. And I just make factual findings. And then if um, someone is found you know, if I we make a factual finding, they could potentially be charged with a violation um, of the rules of conduct, and then they go through the conduct proceedings. I don't really, like, participate in that other than as a witness um, to talk about what I did during my investigation, but... You want to know what my dream is? Yes. <laughs> my dream I feel like if I said no, it would be weird. Yeah. My dream is to be a witness, like, in a case. Ah. Uh. And like be subpoenaed. And no, I was. I was a witness one oh, time. I be a witness so bad. So one time I was like on this ride along. Ride along is basically like when you like just are a passenger in a police car and you just like follow them around. <laughs> Slut. And so what? <laughs> I don't even understand that at all. <laughs> Anyways. And so um i used to so i used to go on ride-alongs a lot because i just wanted to like see firsthand like you know when cases came to me when i was a prosecutor like what happened before they came to me so i wanted to see that so that if i can see and understand it then i can explain it to a jury better and so i did a ride-along and we got like a officer down call and so we responded to it and like the officer was like literally like it probably was like 60 seconds between the time that we got the officer down call to when we responded to the scene. But like in that 60 seconds, like he was like completely like sweating profusely, like freaking out because it was like really scary. The area that we were in, like two officers had been like one had been shot at and one had been killed in like that like same exact area. Yeah, where were you? I don't like, I don't know what the street was called, but it was like in, um, like, I guess, I don't know. I'm really bad with directions. Like, South Orlando. Okay. Um, and so... I don't even know why I asked. I'm, like, geographically... I don't know. I'm yeah. really bad with directions, yeah, yeah. but... Like, you could have told me anything, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, so we go over there, and the officer, like, basically is like, get the fuck out of the car to me, because apparently, like, when people shoot at the police, like, they shoot right at their police car. Like, that's the first place, so he didn't want me, like, in the car. It's terrifying. Did you have I, a bulletproof vest on? I did not have anything on wow. to protect it's my body. Dangerous. 
Um, he did put like a little gun in the glove compartment and was like, if shit gets really bad, you'll know what I mean when I mean really bad. But if it gets really bad, like you'll know, grab this gun and run and hide. All of these things would not make me want to get in the car. And so anyway, so I jump out of the car and then like this guy's like basically like has like a, a, the other officer who called the officer down call or mm-hmm. like who wasn't responding mm-hmm. like in a chokehold and like on the floor was like like choking him. So the other officer like jumped in and like pepper sprayed him or whatever and they like arrested him. Wow. But then I was a witness. Oh, I love it. And the defense attorney like subpoenaed me for a deposition and like I walk in and he was like, oh, like I did, yeah, like I knew him. He's like, oh, I didn't know that you're handling, you know, these types of cases now. Like I thought you were in this special victims unit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, like I'm the witness. <laughs> And Wait, he, he subpoenaed you and didn't even know that. You I mean, were like his secretary subpoenaed me, or maybe is that not the uh, appropriate word you're supposed to use now? Politically correct, you have to use like assistant. Now? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyways, I don't, I don't think you could call them the sec- person who helps him. Yeah. So he or she subpoenaed me. Oh my god! Did I tell you that I might get subpoenaed? For what? For a depot? I'm so excited. So I got into this really dumb car accident. Do you remember that car accident that I got out outside of the R&R garage? Nora, that's not a fun depot. They're they're suing you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, so I get called by my car insurance and they're like, oh, I think we might have to like schedule a deposition. And I was like, oh my God, I would give the best deposition ever. And the lady was like confused, but also seemed like delighted that I believed in myself so much <laughs> but like honestly i would get the best deposition i mean honestly when i he like asked me like three questions i was like really nervous about because they could ask you anything they want in a depot i know that they can not like anything like anything anything but like they can ask you a lot of things they can but like i feel like i've seen so many depositions that like i know like how to like it's different it's different when you're being questioned and even when i'm like when i'm a witness now in the student conduct hearings as an investigator and they're like asking me about my investigation like they can ask you like so many things that i'm just like oh like what are you like like what am i answering this right like what am i saying it the right way like do they understand what i'm saying because you know you want to make sure that you're like speaking clearly in a way that people like understand you and I'm like, oh I don't know. So it's not that fun. But um wow. Uh <laughs> I like how you're like, it's just not that fun. Way to crush all of my hopes and dreams. Sorry. Um so okay, like so you're now a title line investigator and you're a mom and you have two kids. Um other than planning parties for your children slash photo shoots what was like the hardest adjustment for you to make being like a working mom? Um, like working part. I mean, honestly, like there's a lot of guilt that comes with motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, and going to work every day and like leaving your kids with like other people. And most of the time, like you don't really know them all that well. I mean, like you've met them, you like talk to them, like whatever, but you don't know them. And that's like the scariest part about being a working mom is just like leaving your kids with these people. And then they get to spend like all day having fun times with your kids, like playing with them and like feeding them their first foods and like maybe like seeing their first steps and all of these things. And you're just like, I wish Honestly, I could see like, all of those people. <laughs> I wish I could. I mean, I know the people who watch our kids are very nice, but like also now I kind of want to like spit in their face a little bit. Like, I mean, it's just like, Oh, like you get to have, you get to have so many cuddles and like, I want us to snuggles my babies. For sure. But like other than the snuggles and cuddles, like what was like, like, was there like any, anything that you found difficult, like in your career now that you're a mom? I don't think so. Like, um, I think that it definitely gave me like a lot of perspective Mm -hmm. on, um, especially like when I was handling cases like crimes against children. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely oh God, gave me to watch like child porn, like not for fun, but like for work. Yeah. Like it definitely made, gave me a different perspective. And um, 
about not just that, but like even like parents who like don't support their children mm-hmm. when they're sexually assaulted, which happens all, all the time, all the constantly, time. like yep. like blaming their kids, yep. like oh, like you were drinking. But, like, like I want to pause really quick oh, to say that like if you were sexually assaulted, don't feel like you shouldn't tell your parents. But like if your parents don't believe you, tell someone else. Yeah, because I don't know why parents tend to do this, or at least a lot of the cases that I saw. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There are definitely some parents that like 100% support their kid, like no matter what. And they're like there, but I've seen way too many parents testify for the defendant. So they're. I feel like a lot of times also like the defendant will be like the mom's boyfriend, the mom. Yeah. But you pick your kid over. 100%, 100%. Yeah. I mean, so it definitely gave me like a different perspective on things like that. Um, And then, you know, just. Being, like, a working mom is, it's just, like, a lot about, like, balance, like, work-life balance and, like, really, like, just, you know, when you're home, you're home and you're not, like, worrying about your cases and you're not worrying about your, you know, checking your email and stuff so that you can spend time with your kids. Because, I mean, on average, Monday through Friday, I spend, like, two hours Mm -hmm. a day with my kids um, between, and most of that time, I'm getting them dressed for school and then getting feeding them dinner mm-hmm. and getting them ready for bed and putting them to bed. Yeah. That's essentially... they have, like, really early bedtimes because they're babies. Like, that's essentially what Monday through Friday looks like. So I really just spend, like, on average, like, two hours with my kids total, um, which is, I mean, kind of depressing, but... I mean, it makes me sad, and they're not my kids. But, you know, that's life, I guess. You know, you... I always have to think like I'm helping other people Mm -hmm. like, you know, every single day I go into work and like, I don't know that person who I talk to who's gone through like a terrible traumatic experience, like maybe talking to me or something that I can do for Mm -hmm. them will, you know, give them that support that they need and, you know, make them have a different perspective on things or help them in any little way that I can. So, I mean, like it definitely helps that I'm doing something that is helping people. So I'm not just like, oh, like, you know, I hate my job or something like that. Like, I feel like that would make it really hard. Um, And I probably would have quit. Whoa. Uh, (laughs) Because I like cuddling babies. I also really, her son is like the cuddliest baby in the world. On to like a more like cheerful note. Baby wearing. Not just yet. Oh. Um, Saving the best for last. Reen loves planning parties. Like loves planning parties so much that she has already or has been planning my bridal shower, bachelorette party, and wedding for years. I'm not engaged, okay, or in a relationship. So it's slightly concerning. I mean, not really, because, like, you can never be too prepared. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But she's currently planning her son Dean's first birthday and Mimi's fourth – or her son, I mean, we call him Mimi – his fourth birthday – and she's really stressed. It's true. Like, I wake up every morning to, like, 7,000 photos of different cake toppers. Like, I was making a high chair banner before I came here. Wow. A high chair banner? Because, like, I just, I can't find one that I just love everything about it. So then I decided I would just make one. How's it going? I mean, it's going okay. Like, do you want to, like, like, I what mean, is it's, this banner that you're making? Like, I, I'm a little concerned. You're not that crafty. I, I well, I bought, like, okay. stuff right, to, like, make it out of. Good, good. Um, so, like, I bought some, like, tassels, some, like, gold tassels. I bought some white tassels. I bought some, like, gold, like, string. Fancy. Um, it's a golden-themed party because it's his golden birthday because he was born on March 1st and he's turning one. Yeah. Um, and so, and then I'm going to get, like, a glitter number one cutout. But I, I don't know if I should get, like, a number one cutout or, like, O-N-E. You know what I mean? Anyways, I have to – I'm going to try both and see which one I like better. And I'll make a high chair banner. And – I mean, I'm stressed, but it's also, like, fun times. Yeah, she loves planning parties. It's, um... What are you keep and, fucking reaching for? And don't... What are you reaching My for? water's on the floor! I told her she couldn't put her water on the table. And don't tell Mimi. Oh, I can't even tell the guests. What, we're keeping a secret from Mimi? There's a surprise guest. You think... There's a surprise... You think that the people who listen to my podcast are going to get in touch <laughs> with your three-and-a-half-year-old son and let him know what the surprise is? Because if that happens... I'll be very fucking concerned. <laughs> they could. How? Like, what if it's like a, like a student from the school that he goes to? 
And then they like see him in the hallway and they're like, oh my God, Mimi, guess what surprise your mom has for you? And then I'll fucking kill that kid. You're going to have to kill a child? She would never kill a child. I was actually talking to Sharon yesterday and we were like talking about, Sharon is my friend. We were talking about um, like, like siblings and like having close relationships with families and I was like, you know, honestly, like if Reem killed someone, I would just probably help her get rid of the body. Wow. Like I, I, I mean, obviously, like I would be like, bad Reem, don't do this again. I'm shaking my finger at her. I would be like, no, this, this isn't. You, we don't kill people. It's not nice. Yeah. It's a crime. We don't like that. But like, I wouldn't like not help her dispose of the body. <laughs> wow. Have you seen that show? How to, how to get away with murder. Which one is that again? It's the one where they like... Is it Making a Murder? No. It's like the the TV show, like they're law students. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Anyways, like these people like help each other like get rid of bodies like like constantly. Like, I mean, like what are you supposed to do if your sister freaking kills someone? I mean, I don't know. These people like their colleague in law school killed someone and they helped like, them. Like, like, I'm just like, I mean, bro, my friends in law school, like I like <laughs> them a lot, but you wouldn't help if them. they killed someone yeah. like Leanne... Sonia, Manny, (laughs) you bitches are on your own. Um, You for sure would be like, shh, I'm studying. (laughs) Shh, if you could keep this murder down, that would be great. Um, But, yeah, like, I mean, like, like if you killed, like, a baby, like, yeah, I might turn you into the police. I'm not going to lie. But, like, if you, like, killed someone. I would never kill a baby. But, like, if you killed someone and, like, you had, like, I guess a good reason, I would be, like, Okay, let's take out the I mean, but if I had, like, a good reason, then, like, I would just call the police. It's true. And I would just be like, this is my... I mean, just please don't put me in this position. (laughs) I mean, I have no plans on killing anyone. Honestly, if Reem was going to kill anyone, it would be me. So if I ever go missing (laughs) mysteriously, Reem is the one who's fucking killed me. Help me. (laughs) Reem verbally abuses me. It's true, I do. I'm working on it. Because (laughs) the problem is... Is that like Reem and I are so close in age where you're nine months apart? I'm sorry, Accidents. mom. Sorry, mom, for your life. Um, but so she like grew up and like she kind of liked me, but then I was like her annoying little sister. So then she like hated me. But I feel like you hated me because that's what like television told you that you should do. Yeah. Like you should hate your little sister. Like I genuinely feel like you watched like a movie and there, it was like, oh, my little sister's so no, annoying. No, but it must be like a sibling thing. I swear to God, because. You want to hear the craziest shit in the entire world? Yes. Um, Mimi yelled at Dean. No, that t- he didn't. No, Dean he didn't. was crying because he was taking his Dean antibiotic. 11 months old. He's eleven months old, and we were giving his antibiotic, and he was like crying, upset, like ah, poison. And <laughs> Mimi literally was eating dinner, and he put his hands over his ears to like block the sound of Dean crying. For he covered his ears for like thirty seconds before he was like, "Oh my god, stop!" screaming and i was just like wow i cannot believe you just yelled at your baby brother and i was like mimi is it nice to yell at your baby brother exactly how she talks to him and he was like he was screaming and i was like well was he having a hard time he was like yes sorry teeny boo boo it's okay so we handled the situation but that was the beginning you think that like sibling hatred is innate yes i don't think so i do because all of my other older siblings no it is youngest of six they all love me no i can think that they hate me they call me and tell me how much they hate you who calls you all of them who name one drop name i can drop all their names drop names hulud homer manar shuruk first of all would never shuruk um (laughs) shuruk for sure calls me no and tells me how annoying you are. You see how she's spreading uh, malicious lies and rumors to try to start problems? Shiruk would never. Shiruk she is de- an angel. Okay, you know what? Next time I'll record her. You should record her. <laughs> it's a crime, guys. Don't record people well, without their okay. consent. It's okay to record them, but you can't like use it as evidence. You just you can't record them. I record people. <laughs> I'm recording you right now. I mean, I'm consenting. Should I have done that thing that they do at the beginning of the deposition? What thing? Where it's like, is it okay if I'm recording this oh. conversation? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, you're in a sling cult. So let's talk about that. Reem is in this weird cult where they like call it like baby wearing, where they basically like put their babies in like these little like 
pieces of fabric. They're actually quite large and you like sling your baby to your chest. But then there's also like different styles where you can like wear them on your back like a backpack. It's, it's not called a backpack. It's it, Okay, I know it's not called. I hate myself for knowing that it's not called a backpack. <laughs> but like I'm trying to describe it to people who don't know what the fuck it is. It's called an unbehemo. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word. So. I don't know. I can spell it for you. Uh, please don't. Um, but yeah, so she has an addiction, like in an alarming way. So like, it's like, it's like sneaker heads, but like for moms, like, so like, what's a sneaker head? A sneaker head is like someone who's like obsessed with like sneakers and like waits for like the new, I don't fucking, I don't know anything about sneakers, like Jordans to drop. And then they like wait on the website and then they all sell out in like fucking three seconds. Oh yeah. It's them. exactly like, like that. Uh, freaking like 70 percent more than what it, they, it's exactly it's like exactly that exactly like that but it's like moms who just want to like sling their babies yeah and sometimes dads like our if sometimes that's my husband he sometimes participates in the drops too yeah i don't think he does it like how do i say this voluntarily <laughs> um one time i charged dream 20 dollars to help her score that's what she always says i want to score during a drop um i made her pay me because it was very stressful but i came through she did. She did. But it was really stressful. And everything literally sells out in 30 seconds. Yeah. And, but like, it's like a whole like different like world that I feel like I would never have known about. But it's like, she's like in all these like forums and groups with all these other moms. And they just talk like, they're like friends. Like they just like talk about like their lives. Yeah. And they're like Twitter friends, but like mom forum friends. But like, it's not really a forum. They're just like Facebook groups. And okay, it's a Facebook group. Yeah. And so like we all just like wear our babies and buy these like carriers and talk about like mom things. And um it's weird because like I used to wear a mean mm-hmm. and I only had like one sling and I wore him like in that one sling. And then I had Dean and I had one more sling. Um one of the main reasons why I had Dean was actually because I won a sling. <laughs> Um, and so, she's not joking. I feel like people might think you're being funny. She's not being funny. No, like it was actually like one of the most like amazing things because I kept on going back and forth. Like, do I want a second? Do I not want a second? Hey, you're allowed to put lotion on your hands and I can't drink water. You can drink water. You just have to be careful that you don't spill it. Uh, what if you squirt lotion everywhere? I'm not going to squirt lotion everywhere. Anyways. And so, um, so, like, I was, like, going back and forth, like, ah, oh, should I have a second baby? Should I not? I don't know. What should I do? And then I entered this, like, oh, actually, I didn't enter. They just, Sakura Bloom was giving away uh, free slings to, like, five moms that were just members of their Facebook group. Okay. Like, so you didn't have to enter. You just had to be, like, part of the Facebook group. Yeah, yeah. And I was part of the Facebook group. And you were group. just randomly selected. And I was just randomly selected. Wow. And I won this, like. Is it a sign from God? It was a sign. You think that God communicated to Sakura Bloom? No, but like, it's just like, it's just like fate. And uh-huh. so then I was just like, oh my God, like I got to have another baby now. And so I did. So then I, when I had Dean, I only had these like two slings, mm-hmm. like the sling that I had with Amin that I kept. And then this Which new obviously sling. obviously wasn't enough. And then I realized that there was like these other pages mm-hmm. and like these people had all of these like stashes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, their fucking psychotic collections. They call them stashes. I was like, these people are crazy. Like they spend like $10,000 on like mm-hmm. baby carriers. Yeah. And then I started buying some like here and there, mm-hmm. like every once in a while. It started so like casually. Yeah, like, it did. It was just like a fun little like thing that she was doing. She would like text me and my other sister about it and be like, Oh, like I'm thinking about getting this sling. But then it turned into like a weekly thing where she was buying like hundreds of dollars <laughs> worth of slings every week. And like we actually talked about having the intervention. We never actually had an intervention. Because like I don't need an intervention because I'm just enjoying it. It's not gonna last forever. It's just like a couple years until Dean grows out of baby wearing and then it's over. So I'm just enjoying and, like, it. The thing that was most alarming to me personally is that like I love shopping. Like I have a shopping problem. You do. My dad frequently tells me that he wishes I would go to shopping therapy. He does. Which I feel like it's not a thing. And if it is a thing, it sounds like kind of fun. It is a thing. It sounds kind of fun. You don't like fun. shop at it, Nor. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> in my mind, that's what it was. Um, anyway, but I was like, wow, Reem is shopping a lot. 
And I was like, <laughs> after I realized that I'd said that, I was like, wow, if I think that she's shopping a lot, then it must actually be like a lot. I mean, and she was also buying bonnets. But here's the thing. I love when she buys bonnets because Dean looks so cute in a bonnet. He does. He does. Like, I don't know. Like, he just looks like, like, Mimi looks cute in a bonnet. But Dean just looks like ye olden days baby time traveler. Yeah, he does. He does. Like, he just looks like his mom's name is, like, Meredith. Yeah. And his, like, you know, younger sister Lillian is a ghost who now haunts him. Those are the fandom kicks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know i was just watching ghostbusters like right before i came here Rain, you were doing a lot of things before you came here you were uh fucking making a goddamn what were you making a sign a high chair banner a high chair banner <laughs> you were watching ghostbusters i was just doing them at the same time oh my god <laughs> Rain gets so annoyed at me because she says that i suck at multitasking and then she like always tries to like rub it in like how much she can multitask i'm really 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 exceptionally good at multitasking it's rude to be texting while someone is talking to you i can text and like like talk to just you just because you can doesn't mean you should and how do you know i haven't been texting this whole time Rain, your fucking phone is on the counter oh <laughs> Anyways. That's how we <laughs> Maybe I have a secondary you phone. You have a secondary. You do have one of those dorky Apple watches, though. I'm not wearing it. Wow. I She's forgot like... to charge it last night, so mm-hmm. it's on the charger. Um, You know what Reem does usually carry with her, though? A concealed weapon. I... Why would you say that to people? <laughs> Someone's going to rob me. Wait, why would someone be inclined to rob Because you? people, like, want to steal guns so that they can, like, go kill people with them. They're not registered to them. Do you think that my fucking audience are like a bunch of degenerates? I mean. If you hate them, just tell them. Honestly, though, like you never know the people around you. Can can you guys just not steal Reem's gun? (laughs) Reem, Reem just spat. I just spat out her water all over my fucking floor. At least it was on your equipment. If you make me laugh when I'm drinking water, then I have to spit it out or else I would choke. This is fucking disgusting. Where's your cats? My cats are not maids. They can come and lick up the water. They want to lick up your gross ass water. You can clean that when we're done recording. Whatever. It's just water. What? Do you think this is just going to fucking evaporate? Yes, Nora. That's what water does. We're indoors. It's going to take days to evaporate. Days. I hope one of your cats comes and rolls around in it. They're not going to do that. It would be really fun to if watch. If you sprinkle, like, catnip, maybe. I'm also, like, I was really concerned about recording in my house because I was worried that the cats were going to be noisy, but they have made, like, absolutely no noise. No, where is Gremmy? Gremmy is probably sleeping on my bed. She likes to sleep on my bed. I think Fifi finds her voice to be really relaxing because he's just, like, chilling on the couch. He's just old. You know he's going to turn eight this year? How long do cats live for? I guess he could live up to, like, 16 years. Wow. I feel like that would be, like, the maximum. Reem, stop it. I have anxiety about Fifi dying all the time. Don't make me think about it. I literally constantly worry about Fifi dying. You should see a therapist for that. <laughs> Honestly, I really do want to go see a therapist. They're fun. Um, I think that everyone should go to counseling. It's such a luxury, though. I mean, if you're a student at a university, you most likely have free mm-hmm. counseling. Mm-hmm. And if you work for, like, pretty much any larger company, you pretty much get, like, at least, like, four sessions for free therapy. So take advantage of it. Yeah, like, whenever I counsel people, I'm just like, ugh, like, I wish I was being counseled. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you're thinking? No, that's not what I'm thinking. Sometimes I'm, no, I'm actually listening to them. But, like, sometimes I'm hungry. (laughs) I mean. Like, sometimes I do start thinking about what I'm going to order on Postmates, I'm not going to lie. I wish Postmates delivered to to my house. I got Chipotle delivered to my house today. I don't think Chipotle delivers to my house. Um... Oh my god, I totally forgot. So, um, on the trailer episode, I talked about how you guys can, like, submit questions, and I actually got some questions in, and there were two questions that I thought would be really fun for Reem and I to answer. 
because I feel like they're like relevant to both of us. Ooh. Yeah. So I thought it would be cool to get like, like Reem and I also both have like completely different like perspectives on like everything. It's true. Like and she's just a fucking contrarian. Athlete. Like I disagree with everything. She literally disagrees with everything I say. Um, so this will be fun. This girl said, Except for the fact that we both, I disagree with her. <laughs> so I got um, a message. It says, hey, Noor, my name is Shada Aburawi, and I've been following you for almost a year now. And I think, I think, and I absolutely love your style and your personality and everything about you. Thank you so much. I said thank you. She didn't say thank you. You're honest about who you are, and we don't get a lot of authenticity on social media. I have a question that maybe if you could answer on your podcast as an Arab Muslim woman living in America who wears a hijab, how do you deal with the hate and criticism you may get from people who hate the Muslim and immigrant community and from our own Arab and Muslim community who feel the need to criticize everyone and throw out fatwas here and there? Thanks so much. Can't wait for the first episode. She also said you can mention my name. So I feel like there's like two parts to this question. So for I like sure. want to like answer the first part, which is as an Arab Muslim woman living in America who wears a hijab, how do you deal with hate and criticism you may get from people who hate Muslims and immigrant communities i mean to me it's just like all about your mindset like Mm -hmm. you if you're like living your life like waiting for someone to like hate you for whatever reason for the fact that you're a woman for the fact that you are muslim for the fact that you are arab for the fact that you are whatever you are those are just characteristics of me Mm -hmm. for the fact that you're a mother for the fact that you're married Mm -hmm. whatever it is that they hate about you if you're just waiting for someone to hate you for those reasons then you're going to notice it a lot, yeah. you know, because every single time like uh, the cashier at the grocery store is rude to you, you're going to be like, oh, it's because I'm Muslim. Yeah. But like maybe they're just having a bad day For or sure. maybe they're just a rude person yeah. and they're just rude to everyone. Sure. Like, like, how do you know that it's because of that? Like, I mean, there's definitely been some times where people have like actually like said things to me like, you're the fucking devil, like things like that. I told you that you were the devil. One time when I was in Walmart across the street from UCF when I was an undergrad, uh-huh. this like guy was just like screaming at me and was like, like, you're the fucking devil, like go back to your country or whatever. Yeah. And then this like other guy like was just like, you have a problem with her? Let's take it outside. He was like going to fight him, like Whoa. just like defending me. Wow. And I was like, wow. And he was kind of hot too. Whoa. And so. Wow. Anyways, and so, um, the guy like just obviously like stopped because like, yeah, but like also like, I mean, maybe I'm just super lucky. I don't think I've ever experienced anyone really, truly actually discriminating against me. See, and here's the funny thing. Like we're sisters. I tell you like literally everything and I never even told you that story because it was like, like I didn't care. Yeah. Like if you make a big deal about it, it's a big deal. And, like, obviously, like, I can understand how it would be upsetting if someone did say something. And people have said things to me. Like, do you remember after – I did tell you about this, but it was after the Pulse shooting that happened in Orlando, which we live in Orlando. I was getting on the elevator at the courthouse. Oh, yeah, I remember. And this guy didn't want to get on the elevator with me. And I don't remember what he said, but he basically told the person he was with, like, let's get on the next elevator. And, like, yeah, he didn't say, like, fuck you, I hate you, you're a Muslim – But, like, it was kind of obvious. But at the same time, like, I kind of wasn't even really mad at him because I was like, yeah, I'd be kind of annoyed right now, too. And I wouldn't be, like, the biggest fan of Muslims right now. Like, I'm, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, maybe he didn't feel safe. And, like, maybe he's irrational for feeling that way because I'm obviously not going to do anything wrong. But, like, I don't think his intention was to be, like, hateful towards me, which, again, maybe I'm wrong. But, like... It didn't seem hateful. It just seemed like I just don't want to be on the elevator with this person. Yeah. And I mean, like, I it's just like all about your perspective. Like, you can change your perspective. You don't have control over other people, but you do have control exactly. over your own perspective of things. And so people can go about their business and be hateful or, or rude or whatever it is. But if you let it get to you and if that's what you're focusing on, then, you know, that's on you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you just have to shift that the way that you look at things and the way that you look at how people are treating you. And I mean, I know that there's like like terrible hate crimes where people are like killed and like yeah, stabbed. Yeah. And they, I'm not talking about those types and of we're situations. And like, trying to belittle those situations. We're talking about just like, you know, like going to a restaurant and maybe the waitress kind of giving you a little bit of attitude, those types of situations. Like, 
Also in those types of situations where someone is being a little rude to me or whatever, the last thing I will consider is, oh, it's because I'm Arab or, oh, it's because I'm Muslim. That's yeah. literally the last thing that would cross my mind. I would first just be like, this person's a fucking asshole. I mean, to be honest, like half the time, like I even forget that I'm like different than people. Like, and it, I, like that's another thing. Like, I feel like if you're confident in yourself, you don't feel insecure about those things like you don't even think about them like I literally don't even like if someone like I mean not that I forget that I wear a hijab like obviously like I remember that I wear a hijab like that would be well, weird like super glued to my head if I so. just like forgot about it yeah. but I mean I'm just like like I forget that when people are looking at me they look at me and they're like oh she's Muslim and even when people do look at me and even if I do think that they're looking at me because I'm Muslim my thought is never like oh they're looking at me because I'm Muslim and they fucking hate me I'm probably like they probably maybe have never seen a Muslim before or they don't see a lot of Muslims. Yeah. And maybe I dress a little differently than what they perceive a Muslim woman to dress like. So maybe they're a little bit interested, intrigued. Maybe they have some questions. And I definitely do find that a lot of people ask me questions. Yeah. And there's and they're always super polite about it. And I feel like if I had a different perspective on that and like if I didn't feel confident I could I could definitely interpret them asking me a question about my hijab as they're being an asshole to me yeah do you know what I mean like but because I don't feel that way because I do feel confident in myself because it's not something that I am very concerned about I feel like I just have a different outlook on every interaction that I have with someone who is not a Muslim Definitely. And like, even like when people like ask you, like ask me like, oh, like, where are you from or something like people get like all like offended, like, oh, like they like I'm from, you know, I'm from Orlando or whatever. It's like, come on. Like they want to know what your heritage is. Just fucking tell them. Like, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm Palestinian. Like I was raised, I was born in Florida. I was raised in Florida. My parents are Palestinian. Like whatever like, like honestly, that's like, what they they're trying to start a conversation trying, with you they like they want to know what your ethnicity is but they don't know how to actually ask the so question like but properly. it's fine like i mean like i yeah i could get all like butthurt about it or i could just like have a conversation with someone like a normal human some, being to, to, to be honest with you most of the people who ask me where i'm from are usually creepy guys and i don't want to have a conversation with well, them which to shut them up i just say i'm from orlando well i mean if I they're being play. like creepy then like i'm not talking to yeah. them um, but like, no, if it's like someone who's just like trying to be nice and have conversation with me, I'll be like, oh, my ethnicity is Palestinian, but I was born in Florida. Yeah. Like if it's someone like you work with yeah, or like know. whatever, like your neighbors or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, like, I feel like I'm really lucky that I've never really experienced anything that was like traumatic or like just really bad. Like any experience I've had that was even slightly negative was not a big deal. And, like, for the most part, I feel like living in America as a Muslim is, like, fine. Like, I don't feel unsafe. I don't feel I mean, like my life is, you know. I'm not going to lie. Like, in Ramadan, there was, like, kind of, like, a scare that oh, there yeah. was going to be, like, a bombing at our masjid. Yeah, and there was, like, suspicious behavior outside of the mosque. There was, like, this guy who was, like, scoping out the masjid. And he, there was, like, all this, like, stuff. So they suspected that they were, like, planning something. And so that was kind of scary, especially because my son was going to the summer camp at the masjid. The masjid is like a mosque. It's like a place of worship. And so, you know, it was scary. It was scary. Like, I, until, like, from that point forward, until Ramadan was over, because I figured that, you know, they probably would try something in Ramadan because that would have, like, the biggest, like, impact. that's when most people are there. And so um, I didn't send him to camp for a week. Uh, because of that because I was just like no well, like yeah, I'm not like, it's different taking it's the kid. chance yeah. and and then even after that like all you know all through like I was always like super cautious like you know looking around and just just uber like aware like and it's it I sucked like, you took an uber no and it, it, it really sucked I only took an uber one time in my oh entire my God, life shut up and it, I didn't even call the uber someone else did and I just sat in it um, cause I don't know I'm, how to I'm call everyone an, to know that I'm shaking my head. I don't know how to call an Uber. And so anyways, um, but it was kind of sad because, you know, when we, they were doing the fireworks for Reed, I was just like, man, like if someone wanted to like come and like bomb us, like 
this would be Honestly, the perfect opportunity. Like everyone just standing yeah. around. But I think that I generally recently get really freaked out when I'm in big crowded places. Oh yeah. Like, like I when don't I go to concerts when I go to like, if there's like a 4th of July fireworks. I do. Like that, I refuse I'm to go to Lake Eola. I'm so fucking paranoid. For 4th of July. There's just been so much crazy shit happening over the years. And it's like in big crowded places. Yeah. And so, like, whenever I'm in, like, a big crowded place, like, I'm always looking around, where's the nearest exit? Like, if I need to get out, if there's an emergency, like, what am I going to do? Like, I literally immediately start formulating a plan as soon as I get there. No, I mean, and one of the things that, like, you you have to, like, at least, I mean, you don't have to. You can do whatever you want. But, like, one of the things that I do is, like, when I'm, like, in a place like that, like, I just start thinking, like, worst case scenario, like, someone starts shooting. What am I going to do? You know, what's my plan? And w- once you start like thinking about that ahead of time, yeah. then it really makes you feel more comfortable yeah. because you know that if something were to happen, at least you have a plan. Yeah. And like maybe your plan won't work. Like maybe you will end up dying, you know, but Whoa. just knowing that you have that plan, like just it takes you like a few steps ahead of someone who doesn't have a plan. And then someone starts shooting at them and they've never thought about the plan. Now it's like, one, two, three, like, I got to think about what my plan is before I can actually act. But if you already have a plan, then you can, like, act right away. So um, the other part of her question. Yeah, the other part was, um, sorry, she sent, it's like a long message. Oh, yeah. Um, how do you deal with the criticism you get, you may get from people who hate the Muslim, blah, 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 and from our own Arab and Muslim community who feel the need to criticize everyone and throw out fatwas here and there. Um, I feel like fuck I experienced them. this. Yeah, seriously, fuck them. I experienced this a lot, a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot. And it's very disheartening and it's very upsetting that the most hatred I receive is from people who are the most similar to me. Yeah. Which is really fucking sad. And, um, yeah, those people really suck. And it's really depressing it makes it just makes me sad because I'm like you are just like me like shut the fuck up like and like also like it just the way in which the Muslim and Arab community now obviously it's not everyone I'm not trying to like generalize and say every single Muslim and Arab is like this but any negative criticism I have received has always been from a Muslim yeah and I mean it's it's really sad. Like, I remember, I mean, I don't get it so much now that I'm, like, older. Like, people really don't, like, say that much to you when you're, like, you're married. married and you it's have when kids. You're married. Like, when you're married, you could basically do anything in the world. But when I was, like, in college, like, they were, like, so mean to me. Like, they would be, like, oh, like, you know, like, even, not even just, like, a kids, like, my age. Like, like people's parents, like, adults, like, yeah. adults would be, like, oh, like, you're only volunteering because, like, you want to hang out with the boys. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a really weird thing to say to a child, like as an adult, like who says that to a child? Like, and also like, what the fuck is it to you? Like, if I want to come here and just like hang out with boys, like mind your own fucking business. And it's just like, I just think that Muslim people are very critical. And I think a lot of it has to do with their parents' upbringing and them being raised in a really critical environment. Yeah. And, like, I think that has a lot to do with it. But, like, I just genuinely cannot imagine giving a shit about what anyone else does. Like, unless they're, like, shooting a baby or, like, fucking, you know, doing crack. Like, I don't care. Even if you are doing crack, I don't care what you're doing. As long as you're not like doing crack and like hurting people yeah, as long so as you're that you can hurting other people. I don't care what you're doing. It's like, it's really, I mean, it's not just the Muslim community, like all other communities, like every community has of their course. own like yeah. issues like that, where people are, you know, they have all their like gossiping yeah. and all of their like drama and stuff like that. So it's not like just the Muslim no, community. But, like, obviously, like, that's the community that we're yeah. in so that we, so we can, like, experience it. Because I don't, I mean, I don't experience what's going on in other communities. But it's, it's just really um, disheartening yeah. because, especially, like, in the times that we live in right now, you know, we should all be, like, lifting up each other yeah. and supporting each other. 
And not just, and honestly, it's not just the Muslim community. I, I don't want to even just say like, even like women, yeah. like the amount of women who are like just straight up like shitting on each other. It, yeah. Like, it's just like, are you serious right now? Like, it's this idea of like your, your success and happiness is going to take away from mine. Yeah. Like, I don't understand like why. Which you, is silly because that's not going to affect your life. It's just, it, people are crazy is one thing I learned. Like, nothing surprises me anymore. No, absolutely I mean, not. people are just, like, absolutely insane. And they just, like, do crazy shit. And it's just, you know, I every single time I, like, read comments on, like, influencers, like, posts or something, like, I see, like, those comments and I'm just like, who are you people? But, like, you know what's, like, the irony about it? Like, these bitches would not say that shit to someone's no, face. They would not. be, like, smiling in their mm-hmm. face and be like, oh, you're so pretty. Yep. Like, I love your outfit. Yep. But then when they're, like, hiding behind their, like, little, like, screen names with their, like, blocked profiles, they can say, like, whatever they want. And they're basically, like, cyber bullies. They are cyber bullies and... um, I feel like I hear this a lot of the times, like, oh, they're just projecting their own misery. They're like, they, they must be upset in their life. That's very highly possible, but it's also possible that they're just fucking terrible people. Probably, who yeah. Who just like to be assholes. Yeah. Um, because that's a thing, and sometimes people are just not nice. Um, people don't mess with me that much online anymore because um, I realize that if I respond to them, but like not like in an aggressive way, it usually shuts them the fuck up. So that's how I would deal with it. Because I feel like she asked me like, how do you deal with it? Mm-hmm. That's how I would deal with it. I'm very confrontational. Um, but I think that if you're going to be confrontational, I think your approach is important. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if I, like, come at you and be like, fuck you. Like, how dare you say that to me? Like, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, obviously, no one's going to respond well to that. But, like, you know, if I'm just like, hey, like, that's really, like, uncalled for. I don't really know why you're saying that to me. Um, good luck with your life. Or, like, something like that where I'm, like, addressing it and calling them out for it. I would say nine out of ten times they would say, like, I'm sorry. They'll apologize. They'll straight up apologize to me. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before where they, like, apologize. Yeah, because, and and a lot of times, for some reason, I feel like they think, like, you're not going to see it. And, like, I don't know about other people on Instagram, but I respond to all of my comments. I respond to, like, almost all of my DMs, unless they're stupid. Sorry if you sent me a stupid DM and I didn't respond to you, but, like, don't send stupid DMs. Um, like people will be like, where's this shirt from? And I'm like, it's fucking tagged in the picture. I'm wow. not answering that question. I mean, maybe uh, they just want to have a com- incompetent? conversation yeah, with you. Yeah, I'm not, if you can't fucking figure out to tap on a thing, uh, picture, I can't help you. I'm not Google. I mean, I don't know. Social media is like hard to navigate sometimes. Um, social media is hard to navigate sometimes, but yeah, like I just. Like I can't make it do an Instagram story. She does. I literally have had to try to teach her like a million times how to do it. She's not very like tech savvy. Um, but yeah, so I would just say that it, as long as you are comfortable in your own skin and confident in yourself and you know who you are and yeah, you just feel comfortable with who you are. None of these things really matter. Like whether it's Muslim people, whether it's not people who are not Muslim, anyone who's being judgmental towards you or um, giving you shit or whatever the case is, I feel like as long as you're confident in yourself, none of those things actually matter. And they're not going to actually make a difference in your life. Like I don't think about these things like late at night. Like I don't think about them at all. I don't even remember the last time I told you like, oh, I got like a shitty comment on my picture because it's not even like, it's not even something that I like want to like talk about or like harp on because it's so insignificant to me. Yeah. And like, I just think that there are so many other things that I would rather spend my time thinking about and concerning myself with and the opinions of someone who I don't fucking know don't matter to me. And they can scream as loud as they want and they can say whatever they want, but it doesn't make it true. Like, I could sit there and tell you that the sky is fucking green. It's not going to make the sky green. Like, just because someone says something doesn't mean it's true. It's true. I mean, you're right. <laughs> oh, I like that. I feel like that was confusing. I liked that you said that I was right. 
I like that. Oh, um, don't get used to it. But it's any- only because we're on TV. We're not on TV. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> um. Anyways, I think that we should wrap up because. Um, oh man, we're over. How long is this episode? An hour and four minutes. Is that what it's called? An episode? It's an episode. Oh, dude, you gotta stop doing drugs. I want to do the all the drugs. She does. She really does. She can't do drugs. Sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want Reem to come on again, let me know. I feel like we could talk about so many things. Yeah, let her know. I can tell you Stop guys fun yelling. stories. Get away from the microphone. <laughs> fun stories. Um, but yeah, uh, let me know if you have any questions or need any advice. You can email me ArabAmericanPsycho at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at ArabAmericanPsycho. You can also follow me on my personal account. I'm at Noor E. And Reem, where can people find you? At Lil Reemy. Can you spell that? L-I-L-R-E-E-M-Y. I don't know why I couldn't spell that. <laughs> so that's where you can follow. That's where you can follow Reem. Thank you again so much for listening to the episode. If you like it, make sure that you subscribe um, and leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Also, leave me five stars. Anything less than five stars would be unacceptable, and you might as well just tell me that you hate me. Um, But, yeah, I will see you guys next week with a new episode. Bye. Bye.